Welcome back to another episode on the Race of Hope podcast, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us on yet another episode. Uh, I'm so glad this is not a video podcast because, uh, as Bhavan can tell, I have shaved my face and I look like a freaking pimp right now. Um, so, and, and as uh, Indians, and I also look like a, as the brown people know it as a chakka. So, <laughs> so glad this is in a video podcast. Uh, well, hello everyone. Thanks for joining us again. It's been a, it's been a while. We weren't able to upload our episode last week because my computer was being a little bit of a, uh, biatch. Bitch. Uh, Just say it, bro. It was a bitch. That's it. Was, was a bitch. Being a bitch, bro. <laughs> almost reformat the entire thing and i think the only time i've ever used my engineering skills is when i'm fixing my computer other than that i don't don't even use it on my daily job (laughs) (laughs) but that was last week how you been both it's been a while since you've spoken just been chilling um what else bro i just uh finally got to go out a bit because you know uh with the with some form of restrictions easing met up with a few peeps and everything like that and then but other than that, man, nothing much. I've I started watching uh, the highly, the, the the highly acclaimed Squid Games. Like yeah, everyone's oh, yeah. been talking yeah. about it. Yeah. I watched a bit of that. Uh, so no, so I haven't finished it yet. Um, uh, I think finished just finished episode four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Um, but it ended on a cliffhanger as well. So I do have to watch a bit more a bit more episodes. But so far, so good. I'm actually enjoying it quite a bit it's pretty decent right like uh, i think um like I, i'm watching it with my girlfriend i'm on the i think i'm on the second last one mm. um it's pretty good like it's very it's very unpredictable and that's why it's good yeah like without spoiling it like um too much i really like the like the games and whatnot they play like it's very interesting it's a nice throwback yeah it's yeah they're very it's throwbacky but oh my god it gets dark real quick yeah, exactly. <laughs> it gets dark. I mean, <laughs> on the first on the first game itself on the first game itself like if you, if you can imagine if you're there and all that shit happens you will just be like what the absolute fuck but i've seen i've been seeing all these tiktoks uh lately about like you know that, <laughs> that first game it's like when you're when the doll turns around and people are just making all these weird poses and everything <laughs> like that no it's probably it's like when your girlfriend's playing you're playing the first game uh in squid games with a girlfriend and you realize she ate your last uh, last slice of pizza and you just pops her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like you can count on the internet just like make like shit funny at any moment in time like yeah. literally it can be anything and you can count on them making it really fucking hilarious oh yeah 100 percent. like you can you can always imagine them making some sort of meme out of it and whatnot to be honest i'm happy because like the thing is the tiktok was uh like you know spamming my for you page with just that one scene and i'm happy that that was in the first episode yeah, because yeah. Uh, like not a lot of it has been spoiled like you know they got rid of that in the first episode and then after that it's just you know um, you know what I hate though, right? You know what I hate though? Like, because everyone's been watching it, and I get that if everyone loves it. I don't know how people don't have a thing, have a thing where they have to go online and spoil it for everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I look, bro, people, some people just say this, bro. Like, they just like seeing people, you know, get annoyed and, like, feel like, to be honest, um, I've had a bit of it spoiled. It's not nothing major from yeah. my understanding. Uh, when you know, like I said, we're avoiding spoilers altogether. But yeah, man, Walking I went spoiler. in there with the entire spoil for me, but still, I kind of like uh, I, I'm a goldfish. So I don't remember anything much anyway. Yeah, you so, know, yeah, that's right. So <laughs> I, 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 everything still came with like you know, partially a surprise to me. But 
on, on TikTok, as you said, like everything comes. If you watch one thing of like Squid Game, everything else after that Squid Game, and literally everyone's spoiling it. Mm. Everyone's spoiling. It. I'm like, at least give it a, a bit of like a bit of time before you actually start coming out with spoilers and like theories and this and that and everything. Yeah, bro, it's pretty whack. And then the other thing is, um, apparently Venom, you know, the movie, like Let There Be Cunt. That, that, that as well. Yeah. That as well. <laughs> yeah, that as well. I'm like, I don't even realize it's out. <laughs> bro, yeah, um, like one of the guys, like the boys were saying that, oh, if you get any Venom TikToks on your For You page, just skip them because apparently it got released in America, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they like, there's some end credit scene or they reveal something and I'm just like, okay, okay. I'm like, I was watching these TikToks. I'm just like, fuck, are they posting like trailers, like snippets on the trailer? And I realized, no, fuck, this actual movie. I'm like, why the fuck? This is what I hate with our generation. Not with our generation, with, with the world itself, right? Why the fuck would you watch that? And bro, oh my fucking God, you know what I hate the most? Mm. Is, have you have you been on Instagram? People like, they'll go out for a movie, like this was before lockdown, obviously. Yeah, yeah. They'll go out for a movie and they'll post, like they're out for a movie, but they'll post, that post will have the one critical scene in it. Yeah, yeah. There was like, it's when Avengers came out, bro. And then they posted that exact scene where Iron Man dies. And I'm just like, why though? Like, <laughs> what was the reason? Uh, it's like, oh, rip Iron Man, this and that. And I'm just like, I, I don't know if you got <laughs> dumb or if rip, just... <laughs> rip Iron Man, we missed. I'm like, bro, he's not your father. They're going to miss him. Why the fuck are you ruining this movie for me? <laughs> Uh, but luckily enough, I had watched it by then, so it wasn't yeah, it wasn't bad. But like, I I know exactly. Still, right? Mean. I feel for the people. I just want to message these people. I'm just like, you know, you do realize it's spoiling the movie for like. Right, this, at this point, just block them, mate. Just block them. You don't need that negativity. negativity exactly. You don't need that negativity. Ah, <laughs> uh, so moving on to our actual uh, topic for this episode. Um, also, it is a long weekend, which I'm kind of enjoying and sleeping my ass off. Bro, uh, ever since daylight savings started, like I've been sleeping a bit longer than usual as well. Like, <laughs> it's, it's weird. Like I just cannot be bothered getting out of bed. I don't know. It's just bro, weird. I thing. feel you. I feel you. Like my girlfriend and I literally has just been getting out of bed at like what, 12 o'clock. <laughs> 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. We're just like sleeps. And then you'll see us like stay up at night like 5 o'clock. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> sleep pat. I sleep, uh, sleep pat in the room. Anyway, boys, what is our topic for today? Ah, so the topic today, it's uh, it's a very interesting one, as most of our topics can be. <laughs> today, uh, is we're going to be looking at what is known as the four Jungian archetypes, right? And um, there, huh? Twelve. There's twelve. There is twelve. But the thing is, if we go through all twelve, we won't be able to actually f- focus on what the whole, I guess, the topic for today is because we're looking at the four major ones, just the four major ones. Um, even though there are twelve, uh, yeah. we'll look at what the, you know, I guess the, you know, the Im- important or the major ones are that you know everyone can mostly relate to, uh, yeah. because and the whole idea is then to delve into the importance of inner work and shadow work and whatnot. So, of course, at the moment, this may sound a bit like what the hell's going on, but as we progress, you, I guess um, all our listeners will start to understand what we I mean think, by this. Mm. I think our listeners get the what the hell is going on feeling with every one of our episodes. So it's like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, later on, they're like, ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't reveal all your cards at the start, bro. You know what I mean? You gotta like, get easy, man. <laughs> I so, feel like there are some mm. things that we come out with that people just haven't heard of and like, what the fuck? 
fuck this is we said we always sound like we're coming out of conspiracy theories you know like, yeah <laughs> it's just weird I feel like it's it's just a way to have a bit of difference in it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So we can explore some very. It's still not. It's not like it's still considered psychology, right? Yeah. But it's more of the like you know stuff that wasn't as accepted, but it still was in the psychological practice. So, um, let's have a look at what the four Jungian archetypes are, right? So first and foremost, like what are archetypes, right? So that's, that's, let's look at that. So in terms of that, what they are is they were, by the way, this whole um, idea was invented by Carl Jung, right? He, he was a Swiss car, uh, Swiss psychiatrist. And basically archetypes are in a way, universal inborn models of people, their behaviors, personalities that play a role that influences their human behavior, right? So that's what archetypes are. So it, in a way, it's base, it's basically how people behave and act and the influence behind them, okay? So the the idea of how it all works is these four, like these archetypes are basically f- passed down from genetics, so from our ancestors and whatnot. So we'll look a bit, look, we'll look at it a bit more closely and what, because remember that episode we had with the personality, uh, was it the defense mechanisms and everything? And we, how we talked yeah, about the id, yeah. the super ego and the ego. It's similar in that sense, but a bit, but also very different because this guy here, Carl, so Jung was initially a supporter of Freud, right? Was like, like they had the mental relationship and everything like that, but they had, did have a conflict regarding Freud's emphasis on sexuality during development. And that led to Jung to develop his own approach when it came to, you know, uh, hit the personality, psychoanalytics and whatnot. So Jung agreed that the unconscious had a role to play in personality and behavior, but expanded this to also include something called the collective unconscious. Okay. So Jung believed that the human psyche was made up of three components, which was the ego, personal conscious, and um, collective unconscious. Those three there. So the ego represents the conscious mind, you know, that we use on a daily, like, you know, that we're very conscious of, we're aware of, you know, we know what we're doing. Uh, The personal unconscious contains things such as suppressed or repressed memories or, you know, emotions and whatnot. And lastly, the collective unconscious is part of our psyche that is served from psychological inheritance, basically passed down from our ancestors and genetics and everything like that. Does that make sense? Generally? Yeah. 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 Okay. It does. It does. It does. Right. Okay. Sweet. So that's basically what, um, you know, the difference was between Freud's and uh, Jung's, you know, uh, differences between their personality types and everything like that. So they focused, uh, so Jung focused on the ego, personal unconscious and collective unconscious while Freud focused on the id, ego and super ego. So, and I guess when, you know, Jung's archetypes were created, it exists like basically how it works is the archetypes existed in a way um, in what we call, as I mentioned, the collective unconscious. And as we said, these are the innate, universal hereditary personality traits that we can like, you know, basically are passed down to us from our parents, our grandparents and, and whatnot. And do you, okay. So, you know, um, before I actually provide his perspective, do you feel like when we're born as children and whatnot, are we a clean slate or do you feel like there is some form of, I guess, 
And do you feel like we're a clean slate and all our, you know, personalities and everything like that is based off just experience only? Or do you feel like genetics also has a part in it as well? Uh, it's a bit of both. Definitely a bit of both. I think our genetics definitely have a, a part in it. Like, um, I think how we react to our environment, definitely. We get it from our parents. Like, once again, I don't think it's almost, it's not like a... Um, <laughs> as 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 a data engineer say, it's not like machine learning, right? It's not like you gotta you gotta keep feeding the kid information about the environment, the world, and everything. That's and that's how the personality turns out. Yeah, I think it's partially that you know your personality develop as you kind of continue living and as you kind of experience the new world. But mm-hmm. also, I think you have you get uh, so many personalities from your parents, so basically your genes, or even from your ancestors. So I definitely think it, it's a bit of both. It's definitely not. Yeah, no, I agree as well. Like, you know, when you think about it, you look back and, um, you know, they've even realized now that if, for example, when it comes to mental health disorders and conditions and whatnot, if your, um, you know, parents or anyone in your family, you know, uh, is, has any form of, I guess, any, any form of mental health disorders or anything like that, it does increase the chances of you person, like, you know, developing it as well. So I guess what Jung argued was the fact that there's this term called tabula rasa, right? That basically means that the idea is a like the idea that the mind is a blank slate when we're born and we're based solely on experiences only. However, yeah. what he thought was the human mind keeps important unconscious and biological aspects of our ancestors as well when we're born. And the rest is also decided by our experiences. So a bit of both, right? Yeah. And the thing is, as I mentioned, we're going to be looking at four archetypes today. And each one had plays a role in our personality. Uh, like, but then again, a lot of these archetypes, most people are dominated by a specific one and we'll look at how this affects them. And then we'll also look at like, you know, the differences between all four of them. Uh, so there were four archetypes identified, but as I mentioned, there are more than four, like generally, we're just looking at the major four that, you know, so I believe there's 12, like you said. Or we'll just look at four because if we talked about 12, we'll go on forever. So uh, basically what the first one is, and this one is called the persona. But before I talk about it, which I'm going to ask you, do you feel like you put a mask on when you talk to certain people or um, around you? Do you feel like you adapt to certain situations and put a mask on? Yeah, like a facade. I'm not saying like a two-faced thing, but more so like an adapting thing. 100%. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think once again we. I don't think we are our true selves because I think you know in a way it makes us vulnerable uh, or actually makes us feel vulnerable whenever we're out with people, whether whether that's a friend, whether it's a partner, whether it's a close friend or your parents. I think to an extent people always put on a facade of um, because I think the facade is mostly how they want people to perceive them rather than their true selves mm. right mm. you you say this right have you heard of the i think it's called the the, the japanese uh three faces have you heard of that oh yeah i've heard of that um i can't remember what it is do you have it up in front of you uh yeah i do so uh it, it's basically like you know the japanese say i think this is it, this uh this uh, thing you talk about also really stats is the japanese say you have three faces right mm. the first one you show to the world so this is once again i think that's the facade you're talking about yeah the second one you show to your close friends and your family mm. right so this is where i think you're a bit more personal with feelings and emotions and everything with the people around you so you share a lot more the third face you don't you never show to anyone yeah. right mm. so i think these are feelings and emotions that you harbor within yourself but you do not 
put on display or to anyone at all. It's for it's for yourself, for yourself. right? Mm-hmm. So the third phase is basically the truest re- reflection of who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So when you ask me this question, that's, that's the one thing that I can think of. Got you. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Like, you know, that's what I guess it's very similar to what the persona is like the first archetype that we look at, because it's the way that we present ourselves to the world. And funnily like enough, it's derived from that Latin word, which also means mask. So it's very interesting how it comes about. And um, what the persona is, it represents the different social masks that we wear amongst different groups that we associate with. Because, you know, for example, you know, your, your workmates, for example, you know, how you act at work is obviously not the same how you're going to act around your close friends and whatnot, right? Trust. Yeah. (laughs) So So like, generally speaking, that's basically like for each situation, we have a different mask that we have on. Uh, Like, I guess it comes down to the fact that, you know, when I think about it, like for me, I feel like in every sort of group situation, it doesn't have to be any specific one. I will always be the quiet one initially, always. And I feel like the reason for that is because... You, have you realized, like, I don't know if, um, I feel like a lot of people can vouch for that. The only, and the only reason I feel like that's the case is because I try to figure out how I'm supposed to act in this kind of group. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like what is acceptable in this group? What kind of jokes are acceptable? So I suss it out, suss <laughs> out the situation. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, okay, so this is what they like. I'm going to start. We're opposites, opposites in that case. I think that's the only time we are opposites because mm. when it's an, in a new environment, yeah. When it's both of us, uh, you're usually the quiet one. Yeah, I'm usually the loud one. Yeah, no, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. But when it's in a familiar environment, when it's close friends, you're usually the loud one. <laughs> I'm usually the quiet one. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, I realized that as well. It's funny though because you say that because in a familiar environment, what, what's the reason, lad? Why are you such a cool? Why are you so quiet? <laughs> no, <I'm... laughs> I don't. I don't know. Wait, I don't know. I think. Um, I think because when I'm in a new environment, I really don't care what people think. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I'm just like, I don't know you, whatever it is. Mm. Not that in the, in, the, in the familiar environment, I care what people think, but it's more that I like to, I think I get to, because I'm, I know the person, I try to get to know them a lot more. Mm. Mm. Or it's also that I'm just sick of this shit. Ah, okay. okay. <laughs> it's most likely I'm sick of this shit. After <laughs> I, get, a while. I, I get bored of people very easily. Yeah. No, uh, no. Wait, uh, <laughs> watch, watch my girlfriend be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what i i definitely see it's like after a while you're just like fuck it i already know what you guys are yeah. like, I, I'm <laughs> like if you look at experience with past groups and like a past, past groups right every time we're with like people we don't know you'll just be like you're quiet and i'll be like yeah that and everything as soon as you go back to our friend group you're the loud one i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. It's like you're always looking for like the next best thing, and I'm just like, look, <laughs> this is comfortable. With this is I, I know exactly what you mean. It's interesting. And... Yeah. <laughs> no, mate. Opposites attract. That's how it works, lad. That's how. It works. <laughs> um, we're like, you know, these stuff we generally learn as children, and how certain situations require us to behave in certain ways. So. The thing is, in the end, the persona allows us to adapt to the world that we live in, right? That we feel like, you know, we're adapting to certain groups and situations. But the thing is, with this one here, if you identify too much with this, I guess, persona archetype, they basically tend to to lose uh, sight of their true self. 
Okay. So imagine always having a facade on and you just can't be who you are as a person in any sort of situation. Obviously yeah. you lose sight of who you are as a person. So being too involved in that archetype can definitely lead to that. Now, the second one, which is a big one, in my opinion, like, I feel like this is a big one and we'll focus more on it as we finish these archetypes. It's called, it's called the shadow, right? And Jung basically said that every one of us has this side of us has it's, and it's called the shadow, right? And this is called like, it's basically, um, called our dark side and it consists of, you know, sex dark and life. Side. It's called the dark side. Is it a Star Wars thing? Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, yeah. Jung was, Jung, Jung was, uh, Jung was a Jedi, wasn't he? He was a Jedi. He was actually a Sith Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine it was a Sith Lord. Comes, comes, he's like Darth Vader, comes back, takes off his helmet. Jung's archetypes. <laughs> <laughs> Jung's archetypes. <laughs> starts, starts writing your diary. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the shadows part of the um, people. No, so every person in the dark side repressed their shadow quite a bit from what I can yeah. see. So the reason is like, this basically is part of our unconscious mind, right? Things that we keep repressed that we don't show to the world. Um, sometimes we don't even show it to us. We don't really, we repress them. We suppress them when we forget that they're there kind of thing. And we avoid them altogether. Um, it, it also similarly ties down to our defense mechanisms, especially something to do with projection. Yes. Cheeky plug, look, suss that episode out if you haven't. Um, but like what those repressed things are generally negative emotions, things such as, you know, weaknesses, desires, instincts, and shortcomings in life, you know? Um, and it basically consists of things that we generally would consider unacceptable in society, maybe to our morals, values, and whatnot. And, you know, emotions that can arise, you know, things such as envy, jealousy, hate, prejudice, aggression, all that, you know, those kinds of stuff. This is all involved in our darker side of the psyche. And basically it's all wildness, chaos. And the thing is people who deny this side in their psyche, yeah, they basically project their insecurities onto others. Have you ever realized, have you ever seen that in happen in front of you? Yeah, definitely. I, I think once again, it's a, it's a very common thing that happens in our generation. I think in relationships, um, majorly, majorly majorly and mm. uh and also in friendships where you have that you have one person who's always like projecting their insecurities on you in some kind of way yeah and i think like it's you see it a lot in friendships relationships and whatnot because it's very interesting like you know for example people who you know for example may not be faithful or unloyal and whatnot will all will project that floor of themselves onto others and blame like you know you're not faithful you're not loyal and whatnot so it's it's similar to that in that situation and um we'll look at more about the shadow after we finish this so uh and the third one the third archetype is called the anima or the animus right so the anima is basically the feminine image in a male psyche and animus is the masculine image in the female psyche and basically represents our true self rather than what we tend to show to others and Okay, so I'm gonna ask you, do you feel like any part of you is like, you know, if you look deep down, do you feel like you associate any sort of feminine traits or anything like that at all? I don't know. That's, I feel a, like, very, that's a very tricky question. Because, because you know I feel like the reason I'm if asking answer, if you answer it, you'll just be like, Oh, these are specifically female feminine no this is like generally like from a psychological perspective i'm not putting it in like a objectifying way or anything like that like what i'm trying to say is like the feminine um like psyche is more about you know caring emotions and whatnot and considering you're a senti person i feel like you're <laughs> you generally i feel like you're very in line with that kind of um part of yourself so that's why 
uh, um, I wanted to ask. Basically, so in the end, um, you know how men and women basically have to adapt to traditional gender roles? Yeah. Right? Do you feel like that has an impact on how you portray yourself? Do you feel like you're impacted by traditional gender roles, like traditional masculinity or? To a point, yeah. To a point, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly on about this, about like uh, the clear division between men and women, right? And our duties and stereotypes of the world and this and that and everything. Yeah. So I definitely feel like those stereotypes play a part in how we kind of uh, show ourselves to ourselves yeah like i guess because you know the whole idea what jung argued was that gender should be you know it shouldn't be so rigid as it is like you know the whole uh gender roles and everything like that and that men should always explore their feminine aspects and women explore the masculine aspects to you know prevent any you know psychological underdevelopment and whatnot do you feel like as as a man that the traditional masculine like traditional masculinity and whatnot you, st- you don't feel like you're as flawed with your gender roles? Do you feel like you're more stagnant? Like, do you feel like you have that provider mentality and whatnot in you or what? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, I think, I think to an extent that's always built into men, right? Yeah. That's always built into men. Like, look, um, we obviously, because we are, we, we are kind of fighting for an equal society in where, you know, there's a equality in, uh, in responsibilities and duties and everything but mm. at this point in time i think every man has that provider uh instinct in him, mm. right yeah i think that's because i don't think if this is even specific to one uh nationality or one culture or you know one race or whatever it is it is i think it is just it's for all men yeah mm. i think that's what we've brought up uh you know uh we've been taught as we as we've brought up yeah yeah, no, I agree, hundred percent. And what do you reckon we should? How do you reckon we can be more? I guess. And wait, do you, I'll ask you first. Do you feel like traditional masculinity is toxic, though, or nah? To an extent, yeah. To an extent. What would you say? Yeah, because I think once again, uh, with traditional masculinity, um, you, pro- you you put men in the position where they have to take care of everything, right? Mm. That basically means that like, you know uh, they're kind of to an ex- uh, to an extent bearing all the burden of the family or the relationship or whatever it is mm. and that obviously affects their mental health stress anxiety depression so i think it's it's all it's, it's like a domino effect right mm. it starts with uh stereotypes you know like traditional masculinity mm. and it kind of uh persists through their life in, in, and manifests in different ways mm. yeah i agree i feel like um over time though you, you can notice that i feel like you know, it's funny, like there was an article that was released recently that said that men uh, have reported to have lower levels of testosterone recently. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's not, I don't know how significant it is, but it's interesting how if you were to go back, you know, if, you know, a few decades earlier, like testosterone was on a much higher level. So yeah, like it was a bit of a, like, this was just a bit of a, you know, sideways talk, but generally I just wanted to, you know, I was just curious about it. And just lastly, just the last one that we look at is number four, it's called the self archetype. And this one is basically a unified, um, unconscious and conscious individual. So this is, you know, as I mentioned at the start, there's the, uh, the personal unconscious, collective unconscious, right? Basically we're, we're, we're aligning the unit, yeah, our unconscious and consciousness and then basically what this means is, you know, it's integrating the personality together and 
anytime there's conflicts between the conscious and unconscious, there's, that's where psychological problems lead happen, right? Because our conscious thinks of us as something, but we already know in the back of our head, something else is happening, like in our unconscious, yeah. like for example, anxiety or, um, you know, jealousy and whatnot. Like it's not until we are actually able to bring that unconscious into our conscious is that's not when we can act. That's it's basically then when we can be unified because, uh, anytime you have, you're conflicting between the conscious and unconscious, there's always going to be some form of underlying psychological problems. That's basically what Jung said. And don't you reckon it makes sense though, when you look at it from that sense, because say, for example, your conscious believes something in the end, the whole idea of when you go to therapy and whatnot is to bring out what's lying in your unconscious, yeah. right? Like, why do you feel this way? Like you may feel like a certain way, but, and whatnot, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So in the end, the whole idea is to achieve a sense of cohesive self. So in the end is to resolve that conflict between the conscious and unconscious so that we can achieve that self. Now, as I said, those are the four major archetypes. Now, although Jung was, you know, I guess he was very, he was still considered, how would I say, his theories weren't that accepted because, you know, as you can see, a lot of this is, can also be considered like, you know, woo woo and everything like that when you look at it, although he was like, you know, providing a psychological theory behind it. So the, the thing is though, more and more, when you look into it now in the present and everything, a lot of people have started applying his work and been seeing results from it. And this is where shadow work comes in. Okay. So, uh, so moving on to, I guess the next part of our you know, topic today is we're going to be looking at working on our inner self and shadow work. So this you know, is the important part. <laughs> this, yeah. So do you feel like you know what shadow work is and everything like that? Or I think we mentioned it before. Right? I think mm. when I talked with Anthony and Jacob, shadow work came up. Mm. Uh, I, I've heard the term, but I honestly have no idea what it is. Okay, yeah. So shadow work is basically... Uh, for, before we look into the you know shadow work, I'll quickly give a recap of what the shadow is. It's basically you know the stuff that we consist to you know choose to repress or hide because we don't like it. Right. Um, and basically we do this by pushing them down into our unconscious mind instead of our conscious mind and repressing or suppressing them. So what shadow work is, is actually bringing that unconscious repressed emotions and memories back into our conscious and working on them. Does that make sense? You haven't watched Naruto, have you? I have not. I keep, com I literally just confused Naruto and Avatar for there for a second. Naruto and Avatar. <laughs> no, I did not. Watch I feel like Naruto had a really good example of it. Um, yeah. And I'll give the example and then I'll explain generally what it is. Like, although Naruto no. is like, it's an anime, so it's hard yeah. to, but they, they portrayed it really well. Like, you know. <laughs> but one peer review article is a show. It's a show. <laughs> yeah. it's my a example show. is from a show, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess, you know, bro, remember in English, we could just put any sort of related. Yeah, thing <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, I, I did wake up Sid for my related text. So. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, That's pretty sick. Yeah, it was pretty good belonging. Um, <laughs> I think every every Indian movie has some sort of like, every Indian movie can be used as a related text. Trust. Yeah, bro. You just got to like adapt it to whatever the topic is for the t for exactly. English and whatnot. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, in Naruto, they basically, he goes through a phase where he's trying to, he has to reach a certain stage in his, you know, development or whatnot. And, but before he can do that, he has to master his shadow side, right? And the thing is, basically what he does is he goes under a waterfall, um, meditates, and then he meets his shadow self. 
right? But the whole idea for him is like to beat my shadow self, I have to destroy it, right? Okay. So what they show is, is basically him just fighting his shadow, but every time he fights his shadow, it's as equally as strong as he is. Yeah. So the thing is, uh, basically what it shows is as you become stronger, so does your shadow. So in the end, our shadow is part of us, right? It's like a yin and yang, yin and yang effect. So the, as your thing increases, so does your shadow's power. So the idea was in the end, what they showed, how he actually overcame it was by hugging his shadow and showing the fact that the way to actually align with your shadow is by accepting your shadow. Embrace, yeah. Yeah. So embracing your net flaws and everything like that so the thing is when we keep our shadow hidden away you know in life like and whatnot you know we tend to negatively also affect our life and things such as addictions uncontrollable anger anxiety depression neuroticism you know stuff like that tends to come about do you feel like yourself do you feel like you're a person who represses their shadow or anything like that do you personally think so or not yeah you reckon I, yeah. I, and I wouldn't even so, say I mean, that's a bad thing, like because I feel like a lot of people do. It's a natural thing. Yeah, mm. it's a natural thing, mm. and you can't. I think to an extent you can't uh, see a natural thing as a bad thing because uh, it's a, it's a very human thing to do. Where you kind of you kind of suppress your flaws just so you kind of you don't you don't embrace them. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You don't confront it. You know? Yeah, yeah. So do you feel like you ever plan to embrace your flaws or not? Nah? Like today, if I have time, it's a long weekend. I'll do it. No, no, I'm not. Yeah. Just, I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I think uh, it's a slow process, right? It's a slow process, and it's a. Uh, I think that's where I think self love comes in there as well a bit. Yeah. Mm. Right. Where you have to. Uh, firstly, I think with uh, con- you know embracing your shadows or embracing your flaws is acknowledging it, mm. right? So I think that's the first part. I think once again, it's not something that can be done overnight or in a day. Mm. It's something that happens over time because you realize like, you know, you'll go through life and realize, okay, like this flaw is basically preventing me uh, from kind of succeeding in life or moving forward in life. And that's when you kind of start working on it. So I think you work on things as you go, right? It's not like, hey, I have the weekend. I'm going to start working in my shadows kind of thing, you know? Mm. It's more like, you know, uh, as you go through life, you realize that, some part of you, uh, some inherent part of you is, is stopping you from kind of developing and growing, growing, uh, growing up. Yeah. Right? Mm. And that's when you start working on it. True. Yeah. Sounds so smart today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Like in the end, like uh, shadow work is definitely not something that you, you basically do like, you know, one night and the next day you're, you're basically, you know, enlightened or whatnot. Right. It's definitely takes time because first and foremost, I feel like most people, tend to how would i say they don't really accept their flaws initially right exactly they they tend to they they don't acknowledge their flaws and i and not gonna lie acknowledging your flaws is definitely something very hard to do especially if you consider yourself to be a proud person maybe self-righteous narcissistic um and whatnot like you know stuff like that like acknowledging your flaws is the first part of you know i guess working on your shadow and i guess you know when you ask like what what's the point of it like what do i get what happens if i do acknowledge my shadow become one with it and whatnot the idea is it allows you to basically get a better understanding of yourself right 
And the things that you previously rejected, you basically become loving and kind and more kind to yourself. And as not to just to yourself, but to others as well, because you've, sorry, go on. Yeah. Would you, would you consider, I was thinking about it, would you consider insecurity, insecurities mm. a part of your shadow? I would, because insecurity, right? yeah, insecurity in a way can, like, is, is what I definitely consider a flaw right? Like that you can definitely work, like don't, it's not a flaw, but it's definitely something you can work on, right? Um, and okay. insecurities is, I would consider it a negative emotion or a negative feeling, wouldn't you? Yeah. And also we wouldn't, I, I don't think we should like term it as a flaw. When we say shadow, I think we mean something that's basically, it's part of you and it's, it's holding you back from kind of progressing. From progressing. Right? So it's not a flaw. A flaw, I think it's something you want to change but this uh change because i think it's kind of interrupting your life or you know it's kind of wrong but a shadow it's more like it's inherently part of you when you need to improve on it something like when we if you if you put into relatable terms for the, for the listeners mm -hmm. it's more like something like like insecurity right mm -hmm. what else would what else would you say is part of a shadow oh so it, for example okay so it could be insecurities it could be jealousy rage envy uh what else? Like, uh, it could, it could also be habits, right? Like it could be various habits that you have, like, you know, for example, addictions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. so these are things obviously that, you know, it's part of you, it's inherently part of you. Mm -hmm. I'm not inherently, but like it's to a certain extent it's become inherently part of you and you suppress, you're not acknowledging it and you're just pushing it back. And once again, as one said with his analogy with Naruto, your shadow is as only as strong as you. So as, 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 as strong, you know, I completely underline that mm -hmm. as strong as your, you know, uh, your insecurities are, your jealousies, your addictions are, your shadows, uh, shadows for the same become, mm -hmm. become strong as well. Yeah. And I feel like the more you repress or suppress those memories, the, I feel like the more it will end up leading to psychological yeah problems in the end because if you think about it like let's not even focus on the shadow or anything like that just generally in life right when we tend to ignore our emotions feelings and whatnot remember we talk about it all the time in like our initial episodes it's all about um talking about how we're feeling and accepting yeah. who we are as people right otherwise um it just it's just a build-up of emotions that end up just collapsing on us in the end and then causing yeah. problems right so um, these are just, I guess, you know, some of the things that I mentioned now, look, uh, as I like, so in the end, the whole idea of shadow work and as Jung mentioned in his, you know, theory and everything or whatnot, it's basically the fact that it's integrating aspects of your unconscious, bringing it into your conscious and then allowing the positive aspects of your shadow to express themselves. So, and then when you can properly use this and whatnot, you're base, you're enhancing your personal development over time. And that's generally the gist of it, right? So you want to be able to accept who you are, flaws and all, uh, without having to, and the thing is, you know, there's different exercises that you can do to actually engage with your shadow, right? And I think one of the bigger ones is watch your emotional reactions. Have you, for example, like, do you, you know, we tend to project out this own parts onto other people, right? Like, you know, it's, it's proper facts, I guess, for that one. Yeah. Do you feel like anytime, like, you know, it could be any sort of anything that you dislike um, in someone, like what's something you dislike in people? People. Like not people, like say you go to someone and whatnot, like, you know, yeah. what um, you're talking to someone new 
or whatnot? What's some what's I guess what's something that a pet peeve of yours or something like that? Not answering their phones. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean? <laughs> yeah, tread light, tread lightly, bro. Tread so does lightly. that mean? <laughs> I'm just trying to psychologically analyze you right now, bro. <laughs> you do it, bro. You let me know when you do it. <laughs> so, okay. So, like, you know how that annoys you? Like, you know, I guess that causes an emotional reaction in you when people don't answer their phone. I don't know who that, who, I don't know who the fuck does it. You don't know who that is. You don't know who that is. Who knows that, bro? Phones are there. Do you feel like that kind of stems from something, though? Like, if you were to have a look into it deep down, what do you reckon? What What's the annoying part of it? For me, it's for me, it's reliability, right? Mm. For me, it's reliability. Mm. Um, for me, and uh, it's. I think it's because I once again I don't have, I don't have too many friends. Mm. So when I when I you know when I rely on people, uh, the close people I have, I I I hope that you know it it will you know how do I say this? Uh, it will work out, right? Mm. But when it's it's always the small things like re- even recently uh, I made a plan with a with a friend and and uh, and a bunch of friends right and mm-hmm. to like hang out and everything, everything was planned everything was like set in stone. The next day they're like, oh no, this that this that. I'm just like you know once again it comes back to reliability for me. Like if I can't rely on you, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm close to you. Got you. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why for me like when someone doesn't answer their phone, or like <laughs> someone impacts on the word for me it's like. I don't feel like I can rely on this person. Got you. Got you. So do you feel like reliability, you know, some like just for yourself, like, you know, you as a personal person, like, you know, you yourself, do you feel like you would consider yourself as a reliable person? Or do you feel like, I think to an extent, yeah, I definitely yeah. think to an extent. Yeah. Cause I feel like, uh, I definitely, I want to go out of my way. I'm definitely, I guess, there for people when they need, mm-hmm. and I'm definitely out of their way when they don't need me, but I, yeah. I would consider myself, but once again, no one's perfect. Yeah, uh, probably as unreliable as people as I think I am, but I like to think I am. Yes. Got you. Yeah. So I guess I guess it comes down to that, right? Like there's certain things that trigger an emotional reaction in us, and generally, um, a lot of it when you d- deep dive into yourself, uh, you know, these were just a few questions, but like when you deep dive into it, you can notice that um, a lot of it can stem from your. I guess it could stem from your internal projections, like, you know, your internal conflicts and whatnot. So the more you dive deep into it, the more you realize like, wait, why do I get pissed off when this happens? And why does it? So, yeah. So it's more so understanding the things that trigger you and how you can control it and how you can become one with it and whatnot. So that's one way. Um, another way, even though I haven't brought this up in a while now that I mentioned it is meditating. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, go on. All right. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to talk more. <laughs> like the, the idea of meditation is really good because in this sense, it oh, once it's like, you know, if you're doing mindfulness meditation, uh, the more present you are with everything, you know, the more aligned you are with yourself, right? Um, but yeah. we've talked about this a lot in our previous episodes, so don't worry, we won't, we won't dive too much into it. And I think another one, the last one that I find really important is journaling. And because you're able to just write down your thoughts negative or positive and then you can dive deep into it like wait why do i feel this emotion what's the purpose of this and then you know just as as long as you're you're continuously like you know it's similar to like a root cause analysis where you're just diving deep and deep into yourself and then figuring out the root of 
what your emotions are and why you feel this way. So that's generally like, you know, ways you can do it. And I guess it all comes down to the fact that aligning with your shadow and bringing it into your conscious is the best way for you to, I guess, become more aligned with yourself. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, 100%, 100%. Awesome. So that basically, you know, that's basically, you know, with Jungian archetypes and, you know, shadow work and everything like that. That's basically this, you know, just wanted to talk about that today. I know it gets really complex. Like even I was having a bit of trouble explaining it now that I realize it. But, you know, if you guys have any questions or if you're confused about anything, I'm happy to also. I reckon, I reckon a good lookup of it definitely helps because I was mm-hmm. definitely confused about it when we were looking at stuff. Mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but I think once again, there, these are only uh, there are only four archetypes that we discussed today, mm. but there are almost 12. So I definitely would go and uh, mm. look those up and see how you relate to, uh, or how, you know, parts of you relate to it. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely an interesting concept. It's definitely an interesting concept. Definitely. And the whole shadow idea is definitely an interesting exactly. concept exactly. as well. But yeah, other than that, that's basically it for today's episode. We will have a guest on, I believe, next episode. And it'll be a super interesting episode as well. Oh yeah, 100%. So I'm super keen 100%. for that. Um, our guest, I believe is from going to be from the UK. So let's see how we go. Let's but, see how we go. Let's see how we go. We've got some, got some international listeners. International, right now. <laughs> <going> international lads. <laughs> it's a worldwide, bro. It's a worldwide. Well, with that guys, hope you enjoy, uh, your, hope you enjoyed your long weekend. Uh, welcome to another weekend help and we'll see you on the other side. Catch you guys. Bye. Later. Bye.